No one knew what I was planning on talking about this morning at all. Um, Brother Willie uh, got all over it last Sunday in Sunday school class. Brother Ken preached last Sunday morning and got all over it again. And David Burnett got all over it on Wednesday night. And Willie Hatcher comes back this morning and just about finishes it up. So if you got in all of those services, you can get up and go on home. If you missed one of them, just hang around for a while. We'll try it over again. But praise and worship plus the word equals miracles. Praise and worship plus the word equals miracles. pastor was talking about some miracles a while ago. That's wonderful, and uh, that's exciting. I want to see some more, don't you? But God has been so good to us to bless us. The church is a body of people, a spiritual body of people, and I, if God gives me the anointing, maybe next Sunday I would like to go into the church a little bit with it. But this morning, just to, to tag it just for a moment, the church is a group of spiritual, physical people that are on this earth for one specific purpose, and that is to let our light shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Not for accolades, not for praise, not for worship, not for what can I get out of this, what is this going to benefit me, but it's all about Him. There's nothing, there's nothing given within the church to glorify individuals. It's all for the glory of God. And if you think you're going to get some of God's glory on you, you can have it on you and you can use that glory and you can, you can, you can have a good time in it, but you are not going to possess that glory because he said, my glory I will not give to another. So don't think you're going to walk out here today with the glory of God in your pocketbook or in your hip pocket. You're not going to do it. But I'm thankful this morning because he has made it possible that we could see, feel, realize, and use the glory of the Almighty God. And I'm not going to name everybody sitting here this morning, but it's good to see a young man sitting back here uh, by the name of Clyde Roberts that will soon be 105 years old. And... Uh, By the way, in case you're wondering, I think he drove his own truck to church this morning. Am I right? <laughs> you drive better than some of the rest of you. I didn't say that. <laughs> but he still drives his truck. And uh, I, I think that's wonderful. He can give that, owe that to living a clean life before God and honoring his father and his mother. Can you say amen? So it's good to see him this morning. We're going to heaven together, Brother Clyde. You got me about 20 years. I got a long way to go to catch up with you. So uh, God has been good. I'm going to read a scripture this morning. I'm going to put it on the board, and you can read it also. Uh, I gave it to Brother George. This is found in Ephesians 4, chapter, chapter 4, rather, verses 11 through 14. And uh, let's, let's read that together for what it is. He gave some apostles 
and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. I'm reading this to actually get one particular word out of here. So go on. Next, next verse. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Do the next one if you want to, uh, Brother Kenan. Uh, appreciate this group up here in the booth. If you got it handy, if you're not, it makes no difference. But anyway, it, it just goes on to uh, tell us about uh, the way that we should live and how we should go. So just, just stop right there. That's okay. That we should henceforth be no more children carried about with every wind of doctrine. Now let's back back up, and this is just, uh, I'm talking to you now, that we come into the unity of the faith. Now the unity of the faith is not going to come unless we do something to get it. We bring the sacrifice of praise when we walk in here and start singing our songs. Sacrifice simply means giving up something. Giving something. So we give up something to praise the Lord. What we really should say is I give up myself this morning and everything within me to praise the Lord and to glorify Him over and above everything else. He is to get all glory, all power, and all honor from Him. We are to seek for that glory that was once delivered to the saints and the faith that was delivered to the saints. Now, by faith, Abel. By faith, Enoch. By faith, Noah. By faith, Abraham. By faith, Sarah. By faith, Isaac. By faith, Joseph. By faith, Moses. By faith, Jacob. By faith, Rahab. Rahab. Wasn't she a prostitute? But didn't God use her and work through her to promote his glory? I can tell you right now, God does a lot of things that we just don't understand. And maybe we never will as long as we're in this life, but it really doesn't matter if that's what he wants. Now, the scripture says that he inhabits the praise of his people. Just stay with me for a minute or two and we'll get somewhere. He inhabits, if you inhabit your house, you're living in it, right? He lives in the praise of his people. Can we all say praise the Lord? Say it again. I didn't hear you. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. It's time to honor praise and glory to the God of heaven and do it all together for him and by him and in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are getting ready to leave this world, folks. We're not going to be here much longer. Till we all come in the unity 
of the faith. I went to a Britannica dictionary and I looked up the simple word O-L. How many of you went to school when you were younger? Two of you. They tried in grammar class, and I despised English grammar. You can hear me talk and figure that out in a hurry. I still say ain't, and ain't is in most dictionaries. It says it's not correct, considered correct colloquial English, but is accepted as a form of communication. So I still say ain't. I just can't stand to hear him say that. Why can't he say it some other way? Well, never mind. I never did care whether it was a verb, an adverb, an adjective, a noun, a preposition, a conjunction, or whatever they all were. I don't care what they are. It doesn't matter. As long as I can talk to somebody and they know what I'm saying, that's all I'm caring about. I probably don't use correct English talking to God. But it doesn't matter one bit. He hears me. He knows who I am. He knows me by name. I know who he is. I know where he is this morning. And I know when he's coming back in a hurry to get us, every one of us. But there was a little word that said off. And I looked it up. And this is a second dictionary I've looked it up in to make sure I wasn't dreaming. And it said the word off means to make from. You with me? To make from. Till we all come in the unity of the faith made. What did he say? That we come into the unity of the faith. Unity made by the faith, right? Can we, can we put that in there? You know, they've written about a hundred different versions of the Bible, and sometimes I don't know which one is being read, but, you know, be that as it may, I'm old-fashioned. I know the old man don't know what he's doing. The old man has done lost it, and the old man is this, and that's okay. I'll take that and go on. But I still, you know, just like to say it like it is. But made from the faith, I want unity in the church that is made from the faith that was delivered to the saints of God. Is that plain enough? What part of that is it we can't figure out? The unity made from the... The devil can have unity. He can get a bunch of his imps together and have unity. He's got unity right now in the United States of America, and that's teaching us exactly how not to do how not to do. And I'm not going to get on politics for about 30 or 40 seconds, but I'm going to tell you this. The world is teaching us the very, very thing that we need to get away from and not do within the church. The only haven we have this morning is in the church. It's not in Washington, D.C. It's not in Congress. It's not in Senate. It's not in any of these bodies of government. That's within the government of the church. And I tell you what, I'm going to stand on this one. They can have that one. They can do what they want to do with it. This is my government. I will stand for what Jesus loves. Get out here on the streets and march and don't know what they're marching for. I was watching one the other day, saw it on TV, and this woman about 30, looked like she's about 30 years old. There's 
There's marching for animal rights. If I got on that, half of you get up and leave, but I ain't going to. And she's carrying a sign this big square. Stop killing ducks to make duct tape. So help me God, she was doing that. Stop killing ducks to make duck tape. They don't have any idea what they're doing. But I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going. I know who I'm serving. And I know who my God is. Hallelujah. I know who he is this morning. Till we all come in that unity. Now let me tell you something. Psalm said, David said, because thy love and kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. You say, I don't care anything about the praise. Well, we better care something about the praise. David said, let the people praise thee. O God, let all the people praise thee. God is a spirit. And they that worship him, we're going to worship him, must worship him in spirit, in spirit and in truth. Now, Jesus put a little wrinkle in that in the way that he came to this earth, what, about 2,000 years ago, and he took on the body of a man. Hang with me just a little bit here. He gave up the title Son of God and became Son of Man. He even called himself that, what the Son of Man does. He was made in a body, Bobby, that could feel, that could eat, that even got tired. Am I right? Nod your head like a chicken picking up corn. <laughs> he got hungry. You know, the woman at the well, she got the message because he and the disciples were hungry and on their way to McDonald's to get something to eat. And he went, he stayed there, and they went on into town to get some food. And Jesus sat down on the well. And been going to get something to eat. Probably wouldn't have happened to the Samaritan woman, but she got the message by then. So he was, he was a man of like passions such as we are. Am I right? If I'm not, somebody stand up and call me down. I don't care. I'll go home and make me a tomato sandwich. He got all of his power from the Father. He didn't bring it with him. He gave up his power and authority and place to come down here for us. Amen. To give his life for... Oh, God, help me get this out. Please. For a group of people, including this boy that every once in a while grumbles and complains and belly aches and got, got oh Lord, not gossip, surely. Nobody does that anymore. That's all gone. Are you helping me a little bit there? Well, I feel you, brother. 
He gave up everything for us, and he showed us how it needs to be done. He also gave us all the tools to do it with. He didn't say dig a ditch without a shovel. He didn't say pray for the sick without faith. He said you will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. He raised the dead. Sister Sue, he performed miracles. You know that, don't you? He performed miracles, as we've already heard this morning. He is still performing miracles today, but it needs to be a little more often. A little more often. If, 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 if Jesus was here in person, he could walk into the VA hospital, UVA hospital in Charlottesville and touch that child and say be made whole and the lungs would be in perfect condition when he walked away. You say, you say that's, that's just out of our hands. It is not out of our hands, church. It is in our hands this morning. We are the problem. Glory to God. We are supposed to be able to come in the unity of the faith that all these people I read about had. If you go back to the 11th chapter of Hebrews, you can find out every one of them. But we're supposed to have that faith that they had. And Jesus said, you'll do greater things than I've done. This morning, what are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? Are we sitting back and saying, hey, one of these days this is going to happen in the church. One of these days we're going to do this. One of these days we're going to be able to do so and so. Well, one of these days is here right now because Jesus is coming back. Today is the day. He is coming back. This world is telling us this morning, you're praying for unity in the United States of America. Let's pray for unity within the church of God, and I believe we'll see something else happen. I believe some way, somehow, some way, we're going to see some miracles really happen. Every time we walk in, somebody needs to be touched by the power of God. Say, the old man's crazy. I know I am. I lost my mind years ago and took up the mind of Christ, and I don't care if you call me crazy. I'll just be crazy and go on and enjoy it today. Full force, I'll enjoy it. Jesus is getting ready to come and get a bride. I don't want to get into that this morning. It kind of bothers me sometimes when, uh, when I read what Jesus did and all the things that he done and the commands that he gave. And yet we are sitting back waiting for maybe something to happen like he's going to send down a lightning bolt one of these days and hit the church and everything's going to be all right. He's going to do that away. His wife's got to make herself ready. Am I right or wrong? His wife makes herself ready. Church, church, we need we need to praise him, to worship him, to honor him, to love one another. 
He loves us. Some of, some of us wiped that, ver, that chapter in the Bible where he said, Husbands, love your wives. And a man is the head of the church. Well, I married her, and she's going to do exactly what I tell her to do, or she's going to get out. I'm not going to listen to her. She's not going to give us. Is that what you told Ramona? <laughs> she sure did look at you hard right there. If Christ had that attitude to the church, we would be in trouble. Nobody would love us. But I married her as a 100-100 proposition. You used to say marriage is a 50-50 proposition. You listening to this. Huh? Marriage is not 50-50. There's going to be days that you're going to have to give 100% to that guy you wish you'd never seen. <laughs> and then there's going to be days that he's going to have to give 100% to you and say, I wish you'd go back home. <laughs> but it's 100 100. There's not going to be any 50 50 all the time. Or oh, sometimes there's a compromise in 50. But with, and he closes that chapter out by saying, This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning. Christ and the church. Now church, he will do anything in this world for us that's in his repertory if we will trust him and believe him and call on him and love him like we love our husbands and our wives. It's got to work. It's got to work. Is it so complicated that Randy Hensley and Bob King and I can't get together, the three of us, and have a prayer and get that prayer through to heaven. He said, if two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst. Yeah. What about that is it that I can't get? Don't it sound like it's pretty sensible that all we've got to do is get together and believe on him? But you know, there's so many things that keep us from believing. Are our minds clogged up? Sometimes they are. Jesus was in the flesh in this world. You said, nah, he is a son of God. He walked into the upper room, walked into the upper room and said, I want something to eat. And he said, and I think I typed it out right here, behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself handle me and see for a spirit hath not flesh and bones as ye see me have. That's in Luke 24, 36. And when he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. He was not a spirit in there. He was a flesh and blood man that said, I'm going to die for a group of people, but I'm not going to leave them comfortless. I will send them a comforter to be with them to lead them and guide them into all truth, to bring all things to their mind, to their mind whatsoever I have spoken unto you. And he sent the Holy Ghost. Everybody say Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. He sent the Holy Ghost 
for our use if we will let him and accept him. He is not someone that we pray and beg to come into us. He is someone that comes into us as a gift when we reach a certain point in our spiritual life. Does somebody say amen? We still preach sanctification. Huh? He will not dwell in an unsanctified heart. He will not give guidance to an unsanctified person. You say, well, I'm not sanctified and I still feel that. Well, you may feel something there, but to, for him to really lead you and guide you and you to call on him in the middle of the night, different story. We need to be fully sanctified. I'm not going to preach on sanctification. That's another story one other time. We have watched the church over the years, and there's a lot of people watching us to see what's going on, what's going to happen. See exactly what's going to happen. They're going to wake up one of these mornings, we're going to be gone. <laughs> uh, you say, you say, what's well, it going to be, morning, noon, or night? I don't know. Wherever it's, you know, morning here, it's going to be dark on the other side of the globe. So I don't care whether it's morning, noon, or night. I just shouldn't get up and go tonight. Just, you know, wait till in the morning. Don't matter one bit in the world. God's having a family reunion. You going to be there? <laughs> God's having a family reunion. You know who's going to serve us? Jesus Christ is going to serve us at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Isn't that exciting? But what would be more exciting to see the church, including me, get in total unity with this man right here, that we have no problems so close, David said, that no air can come between us. Isn't that in there? No air can come between us. But we, we have every little problem on earth bother. Come up here. You ain't doing nothing but sitting there grinning like a mule eating briars. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to talk to you for just a minute here. Some of you is going to get aggravated with me. That's all right. My age, I don't really care. <laughs> oh, man. You're just a chap. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> I'm one generation. He's another generation. There is even a generation between us in them. Am I right? One or two generations between us. Mm -hmm. If anybody in here, if anybody in here ever prayed, say God help him right now because he don't know what he's doing. <laughs> I grew up in that generation. You sung some of our songs this morning, by the way. Mm -hmm. When we all get to heaven, just over in the glory land, I'll fly away. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. All those good old songs. I grew up on those. How in the blood. I grew up on them. Blessed assurance. We shouted to them. We praised the Lord to them. We had a wonderful time together. Nobody said anything. We just went right along and done it good. The kids sat back and joined in. I said the kids sat back and joined in. There's another generation came along before you and 
and we, we moved off a little bit further on. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. And look what the Lord has done. Mm-hmm. And days of Elijah. Yep. And we got on those good courses in there, you know. And uh, we kind of eased into them. One too much said about it except sitting in chairs and singing off the wall. It ain't like it was when I grew up. Thank God for some of that. Amen. Y'all missed a good chance to say amen. come down to another generation (laughs) and he gets up there and starts singing something I ain't never heard before in my life never heard such songs in my life I don't know a single word of them I can't sing the tune I can't get in touch with it no way in the world it's just words coming off the wall. But you know something? You know something? That doesn't keep me from loving you. That doesn't keep me from being in unity with you. That means we can both just dance together. Come on. Let's dance together. Let's dance together. Come on. We're going to dance. We're going to get this thing done. We're going to get in total unity. We're in the unity of the faith. Go back and sit down. I believe with all of my heart that while we are bickering and complaining, souls are dying and going into hell. We need to get over it, folks. Get over it. Let's pull together and get the work done. And there'll be no force on this earth that can stop the church. I believe this stuff that I'm preaching. You may not, but I do. I'll believe it till my dying day. God has blessed us. God has prospered us. But there was a group of people that was God's wife, God the Father's wife. We are the Son's wife. He said in Jeremiah he had married Israel. He was married to her. They complained because he took them out of Egypt. They had melons. They had cucumbers. They had leeks. They had all these onions. And they even had graveyards. Well, bless God, I don't care where I'm buried or whether I'm buried or whether the bus is coming. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not worried about that, Brother Bob. I want to get out of Egypt. Some people are still living in Egypt. (laughs) Some are still living in Egypt, I said. Don't you want to get out of the wilderness and get out of Egypt and get in a land that flows with milk and honey and one that can see the power and the demonstration of the Almighty God? Do we want that or do we want to stay where we are? Are we old enough to eat meat and get off the bottle or do we still have to have the nipple to pull on every time we go to church? My God, you won't ever let me get in here before. <laughs> Let's get to business, down to business with God and take advantage of what he's got for us to do. Jesus is going to leave us. I'm going to come back, brother, to get us and we're going to leave this old world. We're going to move out of here. And won't it be wonderful? 